We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdark Weather Podcast. This is episode 284. I'm Rando and Corey is in his work, work until you drop mode. He is at Silver Dollar City doing the 12-hour days. And uh, if he gets a day off every now and then, we're going to get him back here. But I have a returning guest co-host, my buddy Gary. So... Thanks for doing this again. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, it's always fun to have you on there. This is so cool. Uh, it, it's different. I, I will admit that. <laughs> you're not really used to doing doing podcasts, though. But No. Uh. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what. I mean, I enjoy your wealth of knowledge, and you're looking at me funny. You are smart. You know that. Okay. I have a... I have some knowledge in a wide variety of areas. Yes. Okay. Like... Physics, math, <laughs> all, all science, really. I mean, okay. Yeah. Keep, keep keep talking. Keep talking. Uh, you know, it's it is what it is. Okay, so you're gonna lead. I was gonna push uh, your mic no. closer. <laughs> okay, whatever. So <laughs> you're doing fine. You're actually doing fine. Yeah, you do. And science is is a biggie because we talk about weather all the time, and everybody should know if you've heard Gary before. Uh, you used to do the ham radio thing, and and, and, and I'm still a ham. I just am not um, just active I'm, right now. I'm just inactive right now. Yeah. Um. I'm my license is still valid for another uh, six years at least. And, oh, that's good. And I can renew it then for free. So. Why Probably not? I will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because what are you going to do after you retire? Nothing. Nothing. So you could get back yeah. in the hammer. Right? Okay. Well, there, there you go. Yeah. yeah. And you're a storm spotter. So you, uh, I haven't been to the class this year. I've been busy. Uh, well, I haven't been to the storm spotting class in uh, that the National Weather Service puts on. Mm-hmm. I don't know, probably three, four years. Yeah, I think the last time I went was with you. And it was you and Patty. But that was a long time ago. Yeah, Cheryl and I used to go to it every year. But when she got sick and couldn't anymore, um, we stopped. So Yeah, and if you're going to to be a weather spotter, and, and every year we see more and more of these amateur weather enthusiasts come on board. We love that, you know, and they want to go storm chasing and whatever. Take a storm chaser class before you even go storm chasing. And, and Yeah, and we don't chase, typically. Right. Um, spotting is different. Yeah. Spotting is extremely different. You have a network that you are reporting back to, and you only report severe criteria is the idea. Um, it annoys the tar out of everybody 
to hear somebody say, oh, it's just sprinkling out here. Why are you reporting that? Well, we don't need to know that. That would be a... Yeah. 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 They just want to, especially if the weather service, they want to know severe events. Yes. If you have quarter-size hail, hey, that makes a storm severe. Right. Yeah. If you have winds in excess of estimated 55 miles per hour, most of us don't have anemometers with us. Ooh, but that, that's a nice word. Here, let me give you this. Okay, give you a ding. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you do have, uh, you can see what it's doing to trees and tree yes. limb damage. You can pretty well guess how fast the winds are going based on that, or if it's peeling the, you know, shingles off of a house. That's pretty strong wind. Yeah, you could probably guess. Yeah, that and something that that no one ever talks about, and it's the seafarers do this all the time. It's called the Beaufort wind force scale, and it's how to tell how fast the wind is blowing by visuals. And I used to do that all the time because when I was when I was a little kid, long time ago, uh, I didn't have an anemometer either. I had a sling psychometer, but I didn't have an anemometer, and that's uh, a wind velocity indicator yeah. thing. Um, yeah, Beaufort, B E A U F O R T. Like I said, mariners, seafarers use it all the time because they can see how that. So I would highly suggest to go and check that out. It's really easy, and you can. It tells you. It, like you just said, if, if if the shingles are starting to tear off your house, it could be X to X miles per hour. And that'd be a good estimate. And knowing that for scale, if you're going to be a storm spotter, is very, very valuable. Yes. And, of course, the other thing is they actually teach you where to position yourself when you're spotting for tornadoes. Because if you are out looking for tornadoes, you do not want to be positioned in front of where the tornado is going to go. Yes. <laughs> or, or specifically where... Uh, um, Twister always annoyed me because... <laughs> Don't they, get me started. They, they, would, <laughs> they would sit there and talk about, oh, they're in the bear cage now. Why in the world would you go into the bear cage? That is the dumbest place to go. <laughs> uh, that's where the big hail is. That's also where the really, really, really strong updrafts are. You're out of your mind. Uh, yeah. Oh, I know. I, yeah, Twister, I got to say, the thing is, it just drives me nuts about Twister. Uh, Helen Hunt and the other guy, they're there, and a big tornado is maybe, you know, five, six blocks away. And they're in a field, and the wind's just blowing normal in a field. And here's this huge Twister, and they're like, oh, yes. we got to figure out what to do. Wind's yes. not even blowing where they're at. I'm well, like, okay. are you serious? O outside of the fact that they're, she's wearing shorts. <laughs> And short sleeve shirt, and she runs, and they both run through the cornfield. And I'm sitting there thinking, you would be bloody messes by the time you got out of it because I corn know. will cut the tar out. I of know, you. I know. I mean, if you ever run through a cornfield, you better have long sleeves on <laughs> and, and long pants. Yeah, that's true. Because, oh, horrible, horrible. <sighs> oh. Okay, well, we got our tangent out there. <laughs> yes, we did. Hey, how about the weather around here? Uh, the title of this podcast is called Rainy Period Ahead. We've had a bunch of dry days, but uh, got a little pattern shift going on. 
And I'm not sure I want to hear about it. Well, um, it's yeah. not bad. So uh, the thing the, the thing that we're going into is a flow that's going to bring several little impulses throughout the next several days. So we're going to have like a round of showers for like six or eight hours, whatever. And it's going to dry up. And then another round is going to come in and then dry up. Another. I mean, it's just going to be over and over and over. Not looking at flooding. Because okay. nothing's going to be heavy. I'm just hearing a lot of humidity. Well, it it's going to be a very moist atmosphere. Yes. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. And if you have that what what we call precipitable water or piwat, I like that piwat uh, is high, like it was back in uh, when we had those excessive heat warnings. We didn't have any triggers to yeah. trigger it, but you know, if you get that high piwat value and you get a trigger, oh my. Gosh, it's going to rain. <laughs> yep. Um, and so are we looking at any storms at all during that? There's going to be occasional... I have to be careful with my wording when we're on when I'm on storm drive, because every time I say... Every time I say thunderstorm, people freak out. So I'm trying to incorporate... If it's not going to be bad, I'm going to say thunder showers. Oh, okay. Thunder showers. No. Yeah. So... Yeah, again, are we going to have any thunder showers during this? Off and on, yes. Okay. Uh, it's basically when, when the apex of the, I don't know if that's the right word, but the, the core of that gets closer and we get on that uh, south, the southern side where a front could be, you know, the, the mesovort. Uh-huh. Yeah, there'll be some thunder showers or whatever. Now, I will say on day four, uh, which we call D4, Storm Prediction Center, uh, shows they're outlining an area of severe weather like Nebraska down into Kansas, but then D5, which that's five days here. This is Tuesday, so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So Saturday, they've got, they're outlining an area from basically the northwestern half of Missouri. You can think about that. It's like maybe Joplin to Hannibal and up through eastern Kansas and just a sliver of northern Oklahoma where they, we could get some severe weather. Now, when the Storm Prediction Center updates that the day four, which will be tomorrow, will be Saturday. I know that's really confusing to a lot of people. That each you count today. That's a thing people don't understand. If it says day four, you count today. We're recording this on Tuesday. So like I said before, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday would be day five. So we'll just have to wait and see how that's how that's gonna go. But anyway, they've already National Weather Service Tulsa has already plopped a flood watch for northeastern Oklahoma. Right now, they're forecasting Miami area, uh, two to three inches, and they have an area from Tulsa to Muskogee to, uh, to McAllister, possibly three to four inches. Wow. Think. Yeah. And I, I forget. I have to go back to the graphic. I, I, forget, I forget what that time frame is. Shoot, I forgot that. Anyway, but you can go to the Tulsa office and look at that. Uh, I'll go look at it later. Uh, anyway, uh, for us, we are looking at showers. Uh, we got got nine holes of disc golf in tonight. It uh, and it, it sprinkled on the way there, yeah. and it sprinkled on the way back. But on, while we were there, not so much. Yeah, it was great. Anyway, we went to Sunset, and there's lots of trees there, and uh, that's why I kept saying it's like instead of going to Iceman, let's go to Sunset because there's lots of trees. If it does sprinkle, we're not going to feel it. <laughs> but the the only problem with Sunset, there's a lot of tree roots coming up from the ground that's it you know it, it's not smooth we'll put it that no way. it is definitely not smooth <laughs> yeah it's a fun course though i'm not knocking it and they and they keep it really nice and mown 
I, I agree. I wish they'd do that to Eicherman. But they haven't, and that's okay. Anyway, forecast grid for the Branson area. I'm going to read it, uh, what we have. Now, again, this is subject to change. So I'm reading what we have tonight, but it looks pretty wet. Tonight, scattered showers. People won't listen to this forecast until tomorrow, or the podcast until tomorrow, but it's a 70% chance. Wednesday, they've upped it now to 80%. They said showers and possibly a thunderstorm. That's why, yeah. Uh, Mainly before 2 o'clock, and then scattered showers and thunderstorms after 2. So uh, according to the timeline that they put out, it's going to be like maybe 6 to noon would be kind of the optimum time, then kind of wind down a little bit. Uh, Wednesday night, scattered thunderstorms, 50% chance. Thursday, chance of thunderstorms, 50% chance. Thursday night, 50% 50% chance of thunderstorms, then 60% chance of showers. Friday, 60% chance of showers. So, I mean, this we're in this pattern. It's going to keep going through stuff. It's going to be wet for a few days. Uh-huh. But, like I said, it's not going to be a washout. There's going to be dry time between. So, uh, what I'm thinking is if, uh, if you're around here and the sun comes out, we'll just hit the golf course really quick. <laughs> well, there was a thought. Yeah, we'll have to bring a towel. Uh, Who yeah. knows? We'll figure it out, but... Anyway, the average high and low for today, 80 and 58. Now, next week, which next Tuesday, which would be, uh, I keep forgetting, it's sep- I have July 26th. It's September 20. I need to change that. I did that the other day. It's 9-26 is September 26th. That's next Tuesday, not 7-26. You know, the things I do. Anyway, we'll be 78 and 55, so that is two off from the high and three off from the low. We are on that downhill downhill stretch going on now. Uh, Fall's again, coming. And again, I don't mind fall temperatures. No. Nope. In fact, I rather like fall temperatures, and I like spring temperatures. What I don't like is... It's cold, it's cold, it's cold, it's hot, it's hot, it's hot, and then it's cold again. <laughs> right. I, I know. I know. And, and people get sick because they don't know what to do and the body can't acclimate. No, I totally agree with that. Because it, it seems like we don't have a spring or a fall anymore. Yeah. It's instantly going from summer <laughs> to winter. Yeah. We're actually doing pretty good so far. So far this year. This year, right. And I have a feeling that's because uh, El Nino is... El Nino. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. It it could be. (laughs) It's in full swing. Yeah. I don't know. But you know what? On Saturday, uh, I just thought of this, the SPC has day five of possibly severe weather. Guess what also Saturday is? Any thought? Do our listeners know? I'll give you a second. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's officially Astronomical Fall. September 23rd this year. It's really late this year. Yeah. Well, see, next year's a leap year. Oh, See, we're we're getting ahead of us. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I think it's like at 10.30 in the morning. Uh, Don't mark me on that. It's earlier in the day. September 23rd, which is Saturday, first day of Astronomical Fall. We'll be playing that weather school uh, next week. How about that? Yeah. So keeping with the fall theme, you know, uh, the models are saying pretty much we're going to kind of be in this 80-degree 
60 degree regime for a while, even though the rain is going to end next week, but we could get another cold front coming in around the 29th. And when, and that one, Corey was watching that one and I've been watching that. It could be something the 29th, which is what next third week from Thursday. Let's see. The 23rd is Saturday. So the 29th would be Friday, Uh a week from Friday. Yeah. That one, the GFS has been pretty consistent in bringing a low-pressure system up through basically Nebraska into Iowa. And it has a trailing cold front that looks kind of interesting. Now, we could warm up a little bit before then, but in fall, we are going to start getting these repeated cold fronts coming in, and that's going to kind of change our weather. So we'll see about that. Hopefully, now Corey is the one that, uh, he's the fall colors. You know, he does the fall colors outlook or whatever, and, and he always says that we have to get a lot of, moisture in order to have good fall colors well i'm wondering if this fall color i mean this this moisture we're getting now for like a week is going to contribute to the fall maybe i don't know whether it's too little too late exactly yeah because yeah, because uh, we're, we're not in a drought officially but uh west central missouri is still in that d3 it's nasty 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 uh okay it's time to get to the next segment <laughs> Yeah, we got sneezing. Yes, we, we certainly do. We have uh, uh, what we affectionately call snot lock and nut runny nose and all that. <laughs> I'm consistent with my antihistamines. I think you are too. Uh, what's out there? Ragweed, chinopods, and nettle. I mean, they that's the top thing. Now, I didn't check Springfield. Corey's checked Springfield, but this is from pollen.com. The good news is this. On Tuesday, t- uh, today is medium high. Tomorrow, Wednesday, medium low. Well, good. So I think what's happening is this batch of rain coming in tomorrow morning may kind of squash that uh, that pollen. Uh, Thursday and Friday is in the medium, and then Saturday is medium high. So we'll see how that goes. So we got a little bit of that going on. Uh, yeah, I it, it you know ragweed is not affecting me quite as hard as it normally does. Um. I don't know. I've I've had problems, but I drive back and forth to Springfield, right? Virtually every day. So yeah, yeah I, I get it. Whether it's there or here, yeah, you get on that plateau around Ozark, yeah, and you're going to get all sorts of crap coming in from that. Uh, yeah, I. I uh, and I was, speaking of things that are making it difficult to breathe, mm-hmm. how about how smoky it's been? You know, that's right. We've got another dose of that Canadian wildfires coming down. I'm glad you brought that up because I forgot all about it. We've had haze and smoke for the past couple of days. Yeah. And yeah, and we've had, we haven't had air quality alerts for here, but they have, National Weather Service has saying, you know, like vulnerable populations. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I can see that. That's kind of, I guess that would be us, wouldn't it? We're old. old. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That'll work. Uh, But at least we don't have to deal with this. Tropical. 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 It's tropical. Yeah. Hurricane Lee. Wow. What a monster. (laughs) It finally made landfall. You know, a lot of people, a lot of my friends were like, you know, looking at the hype sites going, it's going to slam into the East Coast. I'm like, no, it's not. It's going to turn and go north. And it did. Now, it did affect Boston, which that you and I have an interest in Boston because of 
Um, the MVP Open Disc Golf Tournament yep. um, was last Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And on, I think it was Saturday, they had 40-mile-per-hour winds while they were playing. <laughs> yeah. Now, did they do something? They, yeah, they even they actually paused the tournament for two hours because the winds were gusting over 50 miles per hour, and they were worried about tree limbs coming down. Oh, wow. And hurting the players. Yeah, that that's good. Yeah. So Because they generally won't stop it for rain. And they don't generally stop it for wind either. They said it was the first time that they had ever seen the tournament paused for wind. Well, the freaking hurricane is gone. <laughs> yeah. And it made <laughs> landfall in uh, Lockport, Nova Scotia. Yeah, and that's... With 80-mile-an-hour winds. It was still a hurricane. Yeah, that's impressive. Uh, that On the 16th is when it made landfall. Now, it started affecting uh, Boston and the New York, you know, and north of there. Before then, as it was turning around. Um, but, yeah, it's gone now. It's uh, on its way out to maybe Greenland. It's still kind of a, they call it post-tropical, duh. Yeah. It's up near the Arctic Circle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, if it's still <laughs> strong at all whenever it gets to Greenland, that's really impressive. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what's impressive? Check this out. Right now, we have Hurricane Nigel. We're to ends already. It's right in the middle of the Atlantic. Maximum sustained winds of 100 mile an hour. So it's a pretty decent cat, too. Uh, it's moving north-northwest at 14. It's going to turn to the right. Iceland? <laughs> they're thinking about Iceland. Yeah, I mean, not slamming into it. I mean, that's way up there. But right. it's, but the traje- trajectory from the National Hurricane Center is really kind of funny because you see it and it's going and, it, and it, uh, the the dots turn to S's, which means it's a tropical storm, actually post, yeah. subtropical, post-tropical, whatever. Yeah, but it's kind of going over to Iceland and kind of takes a little, you know, it gets up there. It's, it's gonna... that, that, That's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> It's pretty wild, but that's right now. There, there's an area to watch in the southern Atlantic. I mean, well, the southern tropical Atlantic. So that would be kind of you know south of Cape Verde and south of Cuba in that in that rich area. There, I mean, there's nothing. There's thunderstorms there, but there's nothing really brewing right now. Nothing organized yet. No, not at all. So right now, the only thing organized is Nigel, and that's that's right. And also in the uh, Pacific, we have Tropical Storm Kenneth. It's right in the middle. Uh, uh, maximum sustained winds of 45 miles per hour, moving west at 16. It's going to, but it's going to turn north and then just kind of peter out. It's by Saturday, it's yeah. going to be gone. Uh, the Pacific's usually pretty cold anyway, so. Yeah, but that lent uh, El Nino, it's kind of warming it, warming it back up. But Pacific kicked off way early. Oh yeah. I mean, there was nothing going on in the Atlantic, and I told Corey, "It's like I don't think anything's going to happen in the Atlantic because all these storms were going in the Pacific, and then all of the sudden, <laughs> boom, Pacific calmed down, and then we got this massive influx of. I think there were five disturbances or five areas to watch at one point, like maybe last month in the in the Atlantic. Yep. <laughs> like Lee and all these other things. Like, ah! Well, you had a podcast that was EFGH... I, yeah, EFGH. Yeah. <laughs> That's right, you remember that. Yeah, that, that, was, that was all crazy. So, it's something to watch. Um, okay, I think it's time to get to the weather school now. This week, we have a, our weather school is about fire rainbows. 
That's an interesting. I don't remember. I, I mean, I know what a fire tornado is, but yeah, the fire tornado. Whatever. I don't remember fire rainbows. Well, you know, we're just going to have to listen to the weather school and find out. So let's get to that weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. There's a really cool rainbow in that cloud, but there's no rain in sight. What could it be? We've talked about parhelions, or sun dogs, on a previous weather school, but there are other situations where rainbows in clouds can occur outside of rain-producing clouds. To recap, the sun dog is a member of the family of halos, caused by the refraction of sunlight by ice crystals in the atmosphere. They typically appear as a pair of subtly colored patches of light around 22 degrees to the left or the right of the sun, and at the same altitude above the horizon as the sun. They can be seen anywhere in the world during any season, but are not always obvious or bright. Sun dogs are best seen and most conspicuous when the sun is near the horizon. If there are two sun dogs, one on either side of the sun, then that's called a double parhelion. Fire rainbows are neither fire nor rainbows, but are so called because of their brilliant pastel colors and flame-like appearance. Technically, they are known as a circumhorizontal arc, which is an ice halo formed by hexagonal, plate-shaped ice crystals in high-level cirrus clouds. The halo is so large that the arc appears parallel to the horizon, hence the name. Two special circumstances must exist to produce a fire rainbow. One, cirrus clouds must be present. They are the wispy clouds that exist in the high altitudes where the air is very cold. The low temperature up there means the clouds are made up of millions of hexagonal ice crystals. Two, sunlight must pass through the cirrus clouds at a very high angle, greater than 58 degrees to the ground. The rays of sunlight striking the clouds' crystals create an effect like sending a beam of light through a prism, but multiplied by millions. Here's why the fire rainbow happens. Sunlight passes through the vertical face of the ice crystal, but is then bent downward, or refracted, through the crystal's bottom face toward the ground. Circumhorizontal arcs should not be confused with iridescent clouds, which can produce a similar effect. While circumhorizontal arcs occur only in cirrus clouds, iridescence often occurs in altocumulus, cirrocumulus, and lenticular clouds, but very rarely in cirrus clouds.
Iridescent clouds are a diffraction phenomenon caused by small water droplets or small ice crystals individually scattering light. Larger ice crystals do not produce iridescence, but can cause halos. If parts of clouds contain small water droplets or ice crystals of similar size, their cumulative effect is seen as colors. The cloud must be optically thin so that most rays encounter only a single droplet. Iridescence is therefore mostly seen at cloud edges or in semi-transparent clouds, while newly forming clouds produce the brightest and most colorful iridescence. Circumhorizontal arcs, especially when only fragments can be seen, are sometimes confused with cloud iridescence. This phenomenon also causes clouds to appear multicolored, but it originates from diffraction, typically by liquid water droplets or ice crystals, rather than refraction. The two phenomena can be distinguished by several features. Firstly, a circumhorizontal arc always has a fixed location in the sky in relation to the sun or moon, namely below it at an angle of 46 degrees, while iridescence can occur in different positions, often directly around the sun or the moon. Secondly, the color bands in a circumhorizontal arc always run horizontally with the red on top, while in iridescence, they are much more random in sequence and shape, which roughly follows the contours of the cloud that causes it. Finally, the colors of a circumhorizontal arc are pure and spectral, more so than in a rainbow, while the colors in cloud iridescence have a more washed-out, mother-of-pearl appearance. Confusion with other members of the halo family, such as sundogs, or the circumzenithal arc may also arise, but these are easily dismissed by their entirely different positions in relation to the sun or moon. More difficult is the distinction between the circumhorizontal arc and the infralateral arc, both of which almost entirely overlap when the sun or the moon is at a high elevation. The difference is that the circumhorizontal arc always runs parallel to the horizon, although pictures typically show it as a curved line due to perspective distortion, whereas the infralateral arc curves upward at its ends. Polar stratospheric clouds, or PSCs, also known as nacreous clouds from the word nacre, or mother of pearl due to its iridescence, are clouds in the winter polar stratosphere at altitudes of 49,000 to 82,000 feet. They are best observed during civil twilight when the sun is between 1 and 6 degrees below the horizon, as well as in winter and in more northerly latitudes. They are implicated in the formation of ozone holes. Due to their high altitude and the curvature of the surface of the Earth, these clouds will receive sunlight from below the horizon and reflect it back to the ground, shining brightly well before dawn or after dusk. Another interesting phenomenon is the sun pillar. Sun pillars also belong to the family of halos. They form from flat hexagonal plates, which tend to orient themselves more or less horizontally as they fall through the air, 
Each flake acts like a tiny mirror which reflects light sources which are directly above or below it, and the presence of flakes at a spread of altitudes causes the reflection to be elongated vertically into a column. The larger and more numerous the crystals, the more pronounced this effect becomes. More rarely, column-shaped crystals can cause light pillars as well. In very cold weather, the ice crystals can be suspended near the ground, in which case they are referred to as diamond dust. So, if you look up and see a rainbow in a cloud, then you will now know that it could be several things. A sun dog, an iridescent cloud, a sun pillar, or my favorite, a circumhorizontal arc. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. There. Okay, yeah, now I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, yes. Um, side note, different podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to one of the Star Talk podcasts with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh yeah, like deGrasse. And um, I think I, I don't remember who who the other person was on that night. It may have been Charles. There's several. Oh God, she has, that, every, that are, has everybody that, on there that are on there all the time. Uh, but they said that every person. A fascinating fact is that. Every rainbow is served up individually for every person. No two people ever see the same rainbow. Wow. Why is that? Um, It's because the angle of refraction from any given raindrop is different for each individual person. If you're looking at it and you change the angle... You're getting it from oh. a different raindrop than the person that's standing next to you. So, okay, so if you were standing across the street and I was standing here, we could there would be a little difference because the, our angles are just slightly different. Yes, and that's why. Oh, that's cool. And that's why you can never find the end of a rainbow. <gasps> um, because as you get too close to the angle, it, it just vanishes. The rainbow completely vanishes. Okay. So, I thought that was very interesting. So, okay, so wait a minute. So, wait, so you're telling me there's really not a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow? I'm telling you that it's really, really well hidden because you can (laughs) never find the end of the rainbow. Wow. Leprechauns knew what they were doing. (laughs) And people still go searching for it. Yes. That's fascinating. I thought it was pretty interesting. Wow. No, I haven't heard that episode yet. By the way, I turned Gary on to podcasts, so now he hates me. Yes, because <laughs> now, now I spend 40 hours a hours. week. Hours. a week listening to podcasts. <laughs> well, now, you got to admit, it kind of makes sense. If you're traveling from Branson to Springfield all the time, a podcast, that's perfect to listen to. Okay, that's true. Yeah. But it also means that I spend, you know, six hours listening to them outside of work every day because then that's not drive time. That's just time that I'm spending listening to podcasts. 
Well, you wouldn't do there anything else. There are a lot of really, really good podcasts out there. Yes. And everybody should listen to as many as they can um, because a lot of them are very good. And if you don't like them, you just go you just, to another one. Just, yeah, or turn them off or whatever, and you don't have to subscribe. No. Or, you know, I hope people subscribe to the Storm Dark Weather podcast. Our, our, our listens are going way up. So thank you for everyone that's listening and subscribing to our podcast. It's Now, I will admit freely, yes. I will not listen to this podcast. Why is that? Because I don't want to hear it when I'm on it. <laughs> but that's I, okay. Well, Cheryl but, can. Cheryl can. But listen I to. always listen to the ones with you and Corey. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, my mother listens to all of them. So, hi, mom. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, she'll be listening to this tomorrow morning. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and your mother is a sweetheart. So she is. She is. I spent some time with her. A lot of time with her the past few weeks. She's doing great. Yep. I mean, my gosh. If the limbs would quit falling off her trees. She said she was she was asleep the other night and had to get up uh and then and then all of a sudden she heard a loud snap and a thud. She thought something had hit the house. And the next morning she looked and there was this gigantic limb fell off a tree in the back of the yard. Wow. Yeah. And I I asked her it's like are all your trees falling apart now? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> You have some pretty good sized trees back there. We too. do. We actually do. There, yeah. Because when, when they they moved there well before I was born, and I'm <clears throat> up there now, so all those trees are like really old. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I remember when we were in high school. Yeah, that's where we met. Yeah. Um, and um, I can remember being back there and playing frisbee. Golf, quote unquote, right? Because it was a frisbee. It, um, it was a frisbee, and we used trees as the targets. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes you need to come out and see all the trees. It's like they're gigantic. I'm sure. Anyway. Oh, did we just digress? I yes, we, we did. did. Oh, anyway. <laughs> oh, this is the another news segment, by the way. So. Oh. Um, um, um. Go ahead. Oh, is that okay? So I I don't have much. Uh, I thought it was something cool. You and I got to see the other night the International Space Station, or ISS, flew over. Um, you were in your truck listening to a podcast, and I walked outside and said, hey, let's go look at the ISS. And uh, Corey saw, I forget which day it was. It was two nights, and the, the, the night we saw it was supposed to be the better night. We had some you know, scattered alto cumulus clouds out there, but all of a sudden, there it went. We got to see it. Oh, yeah. you could, And there was... Um, you can see it all the time. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, uh, that, that one, you know, it, it seems like, um, if I look up in the sky long enough, if I go out at night, <laughs> I, I will end up seeing it oh, yeah. about any time that the skies are mostly clear, you'll end up seeing it. Yeah. Uh, but. And they have apps. You can track it and yeah. stuff. It's, it's nothing, you know, huge, but we missed the Starlink. Yeah, we missed the Starlink. Yeah, Corey but, said he saw it, but we, I, we, it was kind. Of, wasn't it kind of cloudy? No, it was really smoky that night. Oh, that's when he had all that smoke. Okay, and I don't think that we because even the stars were even hazy. Yeah, that night. So I'm wondering if that was contributing. That's true. I mean, but and it was late too because at the time that they said it was going to. Uh, flyover. It was ten minutes later. Corey said he waited, and 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 I think the the site that we went to said it was going to be varied. 
you know, yeah. 10 minutes either way. So we missed that. But, you know, ISS, kind of cool. I thought it was flying. Yeah. Dude, that thing was trucking across the sky. Yes. And uh, the last thing I have in, in other news, which isn't that interesting, but it's so cool you sent me pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Lizards are sunning themselves on the cement blocks that are lining yeah. the driveway. Yeah. And um, seen both the big mama mm-hmm. and, and all the little children. <laughs> I know. It was so cool because you sent me two pictures and I showed my mom. I was like, oh, look at that little lizard there. Now, is that a lizard or is that a skink? Um, yeah. Because you saw a gigantic skink, didn't you? Uh, yes. I, I have seen, uh, I saw a skink that was... 10 inches long, including its tail. Wow. Um, which means nothing has caught it recently because <laughs> skinks lose their tail if they, you know. But they eat ants, right? Yeah. And, but it was going along, following a trail of ants and sucking up every one of them that it was going along. And yes. I'm sitting there thinking, yeah, it's going to get down in the ant hill and it's going to feast. Yeah. And I think that's awesome because get rid of the ants. Yeah, they eat them all up, and they don't get in my house that way. That is true. I like that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's all I had. There really wasn't anything going on. I mean, Lee, we covered that in the, the thing and everything. So, uh, anyway, are you ready for the last segment? Sure. Okay, let's get to that. It's the weather word of the week. It is the Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week time, and we're going to pop that to Gary. So, Gary, what is this week's Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week? Apogee. Apogee. Okay, so what is apogee? Apogee You can use this definition or the one you want. (laughs) Uh, Okay. It is when a satellite or um, any body is at the furthest distance away from another body. So like Um, the Earth and the Moon. So the Earth and the Moon or the Earth and the Sun. Um, And in fact, I think the apogee for the Earth and the Sun occurs sometime in the middle of winter. Um, it's the, oh yeah, yeah yeah the the period the closest approach to the sun for the Earth is in January sometime. yes yeah so. and, and we've said this a lot you know they think that uh, well now wait a minute because in winter we are closest to the sun in summer we are farthest from the sun that's what I um, oh sorry sorry the backwards I, the other I've got way it backwards but, so, but yeah I know yeah, what you mean yeah yeah so 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 in 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 you're, summer, you're, you're correct. It would be in the summer that it would be, the apogee would be because the northern hemisphere is always going to be the furthest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, gotcha. Uh, See, you're smart, yeah, but oh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> I win. Um, I win. I win. I get a ding. Okay. Yes, yes, you do. <laughs> uh, but in anyway, any case, yeah. it, it, it can also be between any two heavenly bodies. Okay. Um, if you think about it this way we do not probably want to try to reach mars when earth and mars are at their apogee their apogee ah. because that would they are probably going to be on opposite sides of the sun at that point 
Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, because if in the yeah, because they're yeah ellipt- elliptical elliptical orbits. orbits. Yeah. Um, okay, but, that makes sense. But uh, you may want to launch to reach the reach Mars um, when it's still a long, long, long way away from being the closest, because. How how they can calculate that yeah. is fascinating, and they can because it's it's set. So there's calculations. Yes, that and just blows my mind. Yeah, um, I like that kind of math. Yeah, I know you do. Oh my gosh, yeah, you, yeah, you live for that. <laughs> yeah, yes, and math is interesting to me. So yeah, there you go. Only thing I know is C equal five nine CF minus thirty two. <laughs> you know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Most people do uh, conversion um, for centigrade to Fahrenheit. Yep. Thank you for saying centigrade. I always say that too. It's they've quit uh, using that, but it Celsius, is centigrade. Celsius, I know it's the same or, thing. Okay. Um, or you can you know um, add two hundred and seventy three to it and call it Kelvin. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now you're getting into your math brain here. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, apogee. Uh, uh, next week we'll probably have the opposite of apogee. So, thanks for not saying it. You wanted I didn't to say it, but you wanted to a couple yes, of times. I did. I'm like, don't, don't, don't. That's it because I'm running low on weather words of the week. I have over two hundred, and I've never repeated one, which is cool. Which, which is pretty awesome. I like that. And if anybody ever wants to know what all of my weather words of the week for the podcast are, email me. I'll make a PDF and email it to you because it's really cool. Yeah, and this is episode 284, and I think I started doing them around 12, 15. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you think that not that many weather words, but there are. I love that. Oh, my gosh. What a fun podcast. I always love having you on here. Now, I, I enjoy doing it. Um, you just I just don't want to listen to I it. just don't want to listen to myself. <laughs> you know what? That's okay, because I was that way for a long time. I, when I listen to myself, I'm not analyzing myself. I'm analyzing the sound, because I'm a sound guy. Musician, sound, I, to make sure everybody's in their right things. And then, to, to be really honest, it always downloads to my iPhone, and I start listening to it. And about five minutes in, it's like, okay, I'm done. That's good. Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I don't know why. <laughs> And, well, and you know, I've heard everything. Right. Yeah. On, so why listen to it again? So why would I listen to it again? See how well I mix the uh, iPad drops in. Oh well, pause, you know, yeah. You know. Well, there, there, there is that. <laughs> um, and uh, do you have any interesting drops that you can do? Uh, no. Oh, I have. Uh, I have uh, birds. Oh, I know. But I think my favorite one, well, I have two favorite ones. My favorite one is my El Nino drop. <laughs> I like that oh, one. Oh, yes, that one's beautiful. And then uh, one night I told Sherry to scream, so I have this one. And that would be announcing a polar vortex? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything. <laughs> Halloween, that'll probably be on the Halloween one. And then uh, I'll play next week. It's fall is here. 
How about that? Isn't that cool? Uh, yes, it is. I know. Anyway, so okay. We're just wasting time now. Anyway, you got anything else? <laughs> I have nothing else. Yeah. Um, so I guess to wrap up, uh, going to be, you know, wet period. Uh, keep following our page because Corey and I both post to it. We'll post radars. If you got any activities, just make sure, outside activities, make sure and check that radar. And we'll tell you if there's going to be any dry time or what window. We have a lot of people, uh, they say, well, I paint houses. Or I'm trying to redo my driveway. Or I'm staining my deck. Or just different things that they do. And we love those kind of questions. You know, we'll look at the forecast. We'll look at models. There's several short-term models. So, yeah, we'll post everything. That makes sense. Yes. So, thanks again for being on our on our little little podcast. Uh, uh-huh. I don't know what's what's going to happen. I've got to check with Corey because uh, he's literally working like 10-hour days now. But if he gets a day off, I'm going to grab him. So, our podcast may be on like a slightly different day. Other than Tuesdays, we keep changing it around, but it's been been pretty consistent. So, anyway, until next time, thank you, and I think it's time to wrap this thing up. Then. Well, thank you for having me. Yes. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather, like and follow our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have us show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time. So join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast. Podcast.